This is Lifetime Sentence, the podcast where we watch bad Lifetime original movies and compare them to the truly heinous stories that inspired them. Because sometimes the truth really is stranger than fiction. So how's it going? Oh, I'm just a tiny ball of rage. How are you? (laughs) I am a great big giant ball of rage. Oh my. I know this was my idea, but I kind of regret it. Although (laughs) it's going to be good, but oh my. Oh my. Human beings are awful. You know, that's... Yes, I saw a tweet the other day. We deserve to be just wiped off the face of the earth. Really, we deserve it. Oh, yeah. I saw a tweet the other day that said, everybody says that uh, video games make people violent, but we were killing each other before then, so maybe humans are just garbage. We are. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, that. We are. So I'm going to do my best not to talk several octaves above my normal register while I go through this, but no promises. Oh, man. Okay. So, um, any fun updates this week before we go into anger mode? Oh, no. Well, you know, I had a pretty terrible day, so this was just, this is just like a continuation of the terrible thing. But the good news is I can't rage on the people that are pissing me off in my real life, so I'm going to rage on these people instead. (laughs) Are you you lost? Yeah, well, I poured myself a glass of ice water and left it in my kitchen. So that did me a lot of good. Amazing. I love it. All right. Well, let's get... How about you? Um, Well, I got a new phone today. You did? I know you've gone to the dark side. And yeah, I've gone to Android. Uh, Your texts are going to be green now. I'm very upset. Green's my favorite color, though, so... Green just lets me know who isn't cool and doesn't have an iPhone. <laughs> um, well, and still, like, the things I send you for the show, like, uh, illustrations and stuff will be mm-hmm. blue because those will come from my iPad and they'll just come from my email address now. Yeah. So you won't actually see much of a difference because we don't typically text each other through gen- uh, traditional no. texting. Nope. Um, other than that, things kind of just suck. Yeah, they do. It's Vacation Bible School week at my church, and that's my favorite week of the year. I mean, I feel like you're saying things suck, but then you're saying it's your favorite time of year. Well, so I'm very I'm confused. saying I'm saying that I, there's the good thing. Like things oh, have sucked. Oh, also, and your puppy. My is puppy sneakers. is in the room. Yes. <laughs> he is so precious. This so Elliot <laughs> is four years old almost four so he's like an adult dog but he also only weighs 10 pounds he just wants to never grow up he yeah so um when i buy toys for all of them the two old dogs could not care less about these toys so elliot collects them all in a pile and plays with them all so that none of them get left out but he has this nightly ritual that cracks me up so he will pick one toy that is his toy of honor that he puts on top of a pillow and he makes it watch as he destroys the other toys. And then he goes to sleep with the toy of honor and he rotates them. It's, it's, the- like, it's like the gladiators. Yes. He's like, he f- picks a toy and he's like, this one pleases me. And it gets to sit on the throne. He just goes to town on the other ones. Wow. That's wild. We could all learn something about inclusivity from dogs. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay. I guess I'm going to do this. Okay. I don't want to. 
it's so an important this, conversation to have. It is a That's very important remember. conversation to have. This week I watched A Girl Like Me, um, the Gwen Arujo. I'm pretty sure that's what it, how it's pronounced, story. Um, and just on the top, because this covers her whole life, there's parts before she transitioned and parts after, okay. even though she never fully transitioned. But I'm going to refer to her as a her the whole time and by Gwen as a whole time. Okay. For the whole time. Uh, the only time I'll use her quote given name or the name she was born with is when it's a it's a quote from the movie okay and they're quoting her 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 name which was eddie so first of all i have a problem with imdb (laughs) okay because they list the actor who played gwen arujo as the title or the character name eddie and i don't like that no especially when the title of the movie has her name in it (laughs) Not cool. Not cool at all. Um, so we have J.D. Pardo who played Gwen. That's her name. <laughs> um, in this movie. He's also, he was in Twilight and he was in a Cinderella story. Who was he in Twilight? I can't say this name. Nahul? Nahul? Oh, no one I would just know. I don't know who that is. I don't know the Twilight. I watched Twilight. <laughs> Um, just a couple um, of them. Who was he in a Cinderella story? He was one of the guy's friends. Oh, like, so his name is uh, Ryan. Yeah. So he's, he's a, a, he's a lifetime actor yeah. in the truest sense of the word. Okay. Correct. Um, and then we have Mercedes rule. Yeah, they do. And she, she plays Sylvia. Oh, that's a name. Yes. I just Mercedes. thought you'd taken a position about cars all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, I have very <laughs> strong feelings about this topic and cars. <laughs> Those are the two hills I choose to die on. <laughs> no, her name is Mercedes Rule. She plays Sylvia, who is Gwen's mom. Um, she's been in a few things, but it's been a, a little while. She was in The Fisher King, which is from 1991. And she was in Big with uh, good old Tom Hanks. Oh, okay. In the 80s. And I don't have a Pornhub or TV this week, but instead we're going to play a different game. Okay. Called where do I know this person from? Okay. <laughs> oh, let me guess. Okay. So the grandmother or the abuela, yes? Uh-huh. Is that right? Abuela. Sí. She is played by uh, Lupe Ontiveros. And you may have to see her face in order to get it. Yes. Show me her face. Here. Can you see that? Here. Oh, um, listen, I go to a diner every Thursday to have coffee with um, every old lady who gets their hair done at Ulta next to me. And I think she is Shirley sits three seats over drinks an entire drinks an entire pack a day is what I just tried to tell you. No, this bitch killed Selena in the Selena movie. (laughs) Delete her. (laughs) <laughs> okay so she's i canceled in this movie too so don't worry i have lots of things to say. <laughs> i um hardcore cried when i found out she... selena was dead like i cried so hard and then not too long ago my favorite murder mm-hmm. is about a year ago my favorite murder covered this case and i cried all over again oh i loved i actually saw selena live once made my whole life um i'm in the presence she... of a celebrity I know. She walked onto the screen in this movie, and I was like, that bitch killed Selena. 
hate it. <laughs> Next, we have Corey Stoll, who plays Joey. You may actually get this one because I think you've watched the show that he was on. Um, he looks like the love it or list it guy. No, he was in House of Cards. I did not watch House of Cards. Oh, I thought you did. He gets pushed in front of a train. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. And then we have um, Lila Savasta. Does that name sound at all familiar to you? Uh, well, I know Lilo from Lilo and Stitch. Lila? I do not know Lila. Do you recognize her from a movie? <laughs> it's just an ethereal glue. Oh, God. She looks like she wants to kill me. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> She played Julissa Brisman in The Craigslist Killer. Oh, mm -hmm. I didn't watch that one. And so that wraps up my my new second favorite segment. Where do I know that person from? <laughs> Great. Um, so we open in spring of 2005. And I will tell you, I sat down to watch this movie. I got Taco Bell because I had a really crappy day. And I thought, why don't just extend it into the evening? Um, is trying to make your day better. He is just going uh, to town on that toy. Elliot. <laughs> so literally, it opens with someone describing how the body was found. And I was like, whoa. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's a cold open. I need a second. <laughs> um, the prosecutor wants to show photos but the garbage, crap, piece of shit defense attorney objects, citing that it would be, quote, prejudice against his clients, a.k.a. the murderers. Oh, okay, listen. So hear me out, everybody. We don't fucking like murderers. Let's hot take. I want them to be prejudiced against your fucking defendants. Amen. I was immediately like, oh, this guy can fuck right off. I'm in no mood for this bullshit. <laughs> Neither is the judge, though, because they she uh, overrules this objection and they show the photos. Um, um, it's a woman who has been tied up and beaten to death. No, it was not. I mean, it was. You know that. <laughs> um, over the photo, the prosecutor asks... What was the gender of the victim? And the witness says the victim was a fully developed male. Now we're talking, this is going to get real fluid. There's a lot of misnomers with regards to gender and all that. So I'm just rolling with it. I'm right. quoting. It's a quote. Right. <laughs> I did not write this film, unfortunately. I think we need to put that at the top because mm -hmm. as I read research and all that that i mean this is how the defendants presented themselves everything everything was about misgendering this human being yes it's horrible which is why i said i'm going to refer to her as gwen this entire time um flashback to gwen putting on makeup while feeling good plays over the credits good yeah. it's awesome very sassy i would loved it um, we flash way back to when Gwen was a child pre-transition, staring at a dress her sister is refusing to wear to Grandpa's birthday party. So then we go to Grandpa's birthday party, and that bitch who killed Selena <laughs> tells Gwen that she's now the man of the house. Because every house needs a man, I guess, even a seven-year-old one. Every, every single one. I mean, it's just facts, guys. It's Houses facts. that have no men just 
all women do is cook and hang around <laughs> waiting to be rescued. So and to start yeah. our period. I mean, that's, that's all we do. Isn't I mean, isn't that <laughs> that's the law, right? It's what I was doing right before I got on this call with you. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> Cooking and waiting on your period. <laughs> okay. True facts. Um. Uh, yeah, because Gwen's mom left her husband, you know, like you do when he beats the crap out of you. I don't know. How dare she? I Oh, no, no, no. Grandma tells mom that if she respected her husband, he would have behaved himself. What a douche. I wish Selena had shot you. <laughs> I hate it so much. She sucks. This sounds like a conversation Sarah and I had this week about like the very fundamentalist Christian churches that tell women that they should have sex whenever their husband wants, because if not, he'll go get it from somewhere else. Bye, bitch. Yeah. Well, it's like, (laughs) okay, so that's actually not how it works for anybody. I just, I just, the entire world needs a giant fuck you sometimes. Even those of us who are not the problem, we need a giant fuck you every once in a while. People whose wives say no and then they go out and, like, force someone else to have sex or force their wives. That's not just men. That's a rapist. That's, thank you. Or, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, like, your options at that point are, oh, great, your husband's either a rapist or a cheater. And neither one of those are things husbands should want to be. No, probably not. Um, way off topic. Also, grandma, fuck off. Yeah, grandma can really fuck off. The (laughs) kids do a magic trick for the adults where they've put Gwen in the dress her sister didn't want to wear. Ta-da! Mom quietly is embarrassed and escorts her to change back into her boy clothes because gender is cut and dried. There's no neutral area whatsoever. I hate it. Um, later the uncle tries to teach Gwen how to play baseball. Um, mom and aunt Angie are talking about the dress incident, which isn't actually an incident at all, but whatever. It's yeah. I mean, I'm still waiting to hear what the incident is. If your boy child puts on a dress one day, everything's fine. It's going to be okay. If your boy child like kill someone, then maybe you should see a doctor. I don't know. (laughs) You know, like, I feel like that's the cut and dry answer here. Yeah. Um, Angie says that maybe Gwen needs therapy because she's, quote, different. And fuck this so much. I hate it. What Um, is normal, by the way? People are like, that's a that's shit. People say all the time. Well, she's different or he's different. What what is the stick we're measuring by? Yeah, exactly. Um, later, mom finds a Barbie in Gwen's bed. So she takes Gwen to the doctor because she's running a fever and has yeah, explosive well, diarrhea. That's why we go to the doctor. No, because she's, quote, so delicate. Uh, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> I hate it. Mom redeems herself big time. But you guys, it's it's rough. <laughs> um. She's looking for a job, mom is, because apparently uh, being a mom also makes her stupid. So she, like, is having trouble finding some place to work because she goes to, like, the unemployment place and she sits down. She's like, I need a job. Um, I've been staying at home for a few years taking care of my children. And the lady goes, children? 
Oh, how dare you have more than one in this economy? <laughs> it was 80, so. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but she does get the job. She finds a job. She comes home to celebrate, but Gwen comes out to see what the fuss is all about wearing makeup and earrings. So the celebration is off because we, we have to stop and address this issue. That is not an issue. Um, this apparently precludes them from being a normal, happy family. And that's oh. all that mom wants. Fuck. Earrings and makeup did it. I told you that stuff is for trashy people and we are not. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> mom also finds that Gwen is wearing a bra under her sweatshirt. Oh, now she's crossed a line. Mm-hmm. God. Back at the trial, the defense attorney, I hate this guy, is asking the medical examiner, the medical examiner, whether Gwen's blouse was, quote, sexy. I just looked around the room to see who he was asking. <laughs> so, so let me, hold on. He's at a trial. He's mm-hmm. like, I have one verified um, expert witness my medical examiner who knows how to do an autopsy. <sighs> MEs are so weird. They probably don't get laid. Perfect question. Excuse me, sir. Sir. There's a lady. Oh, a lady. even worse. <laughs> Excuse me, um, ma'am. Would you say that the, um, would you say that the body had a sexy blouse on? <laughs> would you say that it was a real naughty blouse? Like, what the hell? <laughs> the prosecutor objects vehemently he's like excuse me so do i (laughs) um and the defense attorney says quote these three young men were lured into a relationship with someone who posed as a woman their fate depends on how that took place no 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 fuck you yeah. Um, the judge then tells the defense attorney that he's on thin ice. He needs to watch his. That's TV judge speak for you can fuck off, sir. Yeah. And the poor flabbergasted Emmy is finally get, gets to get off the stand. She's like, I got to go home. I need a drink. This is fucked up. You know, she got home and she called whoever she could. And she's like, I did not tell you this, but let me tell you. <laughs> and then she got shmammered. <laughs> um. We have a new witness on the stand. Her name is Lisa. She's a very quiet blonde, but I love her because when the prosecutor asks if she knew Eddie Arujo, she says, no, she knew Gwen. I love her. Yep. Um, flashback. Gwen is still pre-transition. She's in high school now. Um, Gwen's little sister is probably the one mom should be worried about. She's gone full tilt goth queen she's got purple hair all of her orifices are pierced no don't worry about that i mean if it's your kid that sometimes wears a dress and your kid that i don't know so is this (laughs) this is what 90s now yeah so we're just on the we just finished like gotten out of satanic panic yes and this woman has two options worry about the child that was painted by the media as the satanist yes or the kid putting on makeup and 
being who minding they are. His, minding her own business. Right. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, I like, so my point is that sounded really judgmental of the gothic child. No, no, she no. was expressing herself. Mm-hmm. And Gwen, she and a mom would mind with it. Gwen was expressing herself. Okay. It's the worst. Um, so they walk to school and the, the older, and I, it's not her little sister. It's her older sister. She says, you know, it's okay if you're a fag, just don't flaunt it. And that's a quote. Um, and I'm, but I'm going to assume that she loved Gwen and she's just being kind of a bitch. For the nineties, that's actually the nicest thing I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. And then here I wrote, Hey, there's a Gwen Stefani song in this movie. Really? There is. What song? Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey. Oh man. Boy say. Boy say. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gwen looks in the mirror And then we don't see her face for a while while she walks through school and everybody stares at her. So I'm assuming she's put on some makeup. (gasps) Dios mio! I clutched my pearls. Um, And I'm right. But she's got some gorgeous lips, so yes, girl. Get it. Um, Some bro, 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 broferson tries to pick up. Prometheus. Yes tries to pick a fight with Gwen and here comes big little sister all full of rage. Yes. She, knew she was a good person. She kicks the guy's ass. Um, this makes mom have to come up to the school to pick them up and she's not happy. She lectures them and then takes them home and tells Gwen to wash her face. Um, she tells Gwen that people are going to make fun of her and she should try to fit in. And Gwen breaks down and says, there's something wrong with her. And the mom's like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. At church, our hero family is late. And evil grandma says, quote, it's probably because Sylvia is chasing after her fatherless children. (laughs) They can't see your middle (laughs) finger. I just realized that. I just flipped Aaron off like she's the issue, guys. (laughs) Um, Later, mom confiscates all of Gwen's, quote, girl stuff. Which I'm going to assume that she was somewhere in the vicinity when this stuff was purchased. Because Gwen's a kid still, so she doesn't have, like, a job to, like, buy things. No, but you see, now that mom is working, that means that she can't pay attention to her children. Oh, like, sure. you know, like, you So can't... what if she just throw 50s at them and yeah. they're like, go, go. Isn't that what you do with your kid? You just no. make it rain every morning when you wake him up for school? <laughs> I don't know. I told you already that kid doesn't have a job, so he doesn't have money. <laughs> um, she finds a pair of fake boobs and a letter from the gender identity project addressed to Gwen under her pillow. So she goes to visit this office. Um, the Is therapist, she the mama? yes. Okay. The therapist mama or, or the therapist woman, mama, whatever. <laughs> Tells her about transsexualism, their term. Um, Mom asks if they can, quote, prove it. And the counselor says no, but there's a complex set of criteria they use to identify this in kids, people, whoever. Um, Mom asks the therapist if she has kids herself and basically says this is probably a phase because, you know, teenagers... 
Always phasing. She talked to Abigail from Big Little Lies, and Abigail says that it's college. (laughs) It's college. That's what started this whole thing. Still triggered over that. I am too. Um, The therapist says that people who repress this, again, their term, trait, um, can and sometimes do develop major mental illnesses and often take their own lives. But mom is like, nope, I can handle this. Also, my, my quote, son is a minor. And if you continue to treat, quote, him, I will call the police. So, yeah, that happens. Gwen and her little brother are chasing each other around when mom comes home because the little brother has stolen her fake boobs. And he puts them down the garbage disposal, which, rude, those things are fucking expensive. <laughs> And also, garbage disposals are hard to fix. Don't fuck it up because you're an idiot. And then calls Gwen a freak. Which is wrong. Gwen's not a freak. Gwen's fine. Um, Maybe Gwen is a freak, but that's not what makes her a freak. Everybody's a little bit freaky. Yeah, like everyone is a freak in their own way. So mom yells at the little brother and says he has to respect Gwen if he's going to live in this house. Um, Which, no offense, mom, but like, why don't you try that? I I just want to like send everybody involved a middle finger emoji. Yeah. But mom, this is where mom redeems herself. She goes to talk to Gwen and Gwen has mascara all over her face because she's been crying. Right. And Gwen says, I really am a freak. And the mom says, no, you're not a freak. We just have to clean up your makeup look. Did you know that they make waterproof mascara? Oh. And then I burst into tears. I'm crying. <laughs> um Gwen and Lisa officially meet at school because Lisa tells her she looks nice and quote a lot less Tammy Faye (laughs) (laughs) I like Lisa I do too Lisa let's have brunch yes um the defense attorney is taking his turn with Lisa and I hate this guy if I have not said it 10 times before yeah I wish I wish you would have told me this before because you kind of you were kind of ambiguous earlier. Lisa is the best though, and she corrects him every time he refers to Gwen as quote Eddie or quote him. Go Lisa, you're the best. The end. He asks a line of progressively victim blamey, shitty, rude ass questions. I'm shocked. He is canceled. Um now the therapist is on the stand. Um we flash back again to Gwen and mom shopping for her sister's wedding because her sister's getting married. Um, and mom says that Gwen can't be the maid of honor. Why not? Because the sister asked Gwen to be the maid of honor because it's been a church and like mockery of Catholicism or something. Um, so Gwen, she does finally relent and Gwen picks out a very pretty pink dress. She shows her sister who says it's perfect She shows her grandfather, who says she needs to see a doctor. (laughs) And she shows her uncle, who says to be careful because guys might take advantage. And Gwen just wiggles her eyebrows and she goes, well, that's the idea, right? (laughs) What a good uncle. Yeah. The day of the wedding, the girls are all getting dressed up. They're getting their hair done. And evil grandma is over in her dark corner asking mom, if Gwen would want it, if Gwen wanted to dress like a banana, would mom let her do that? Oh, go get dementia and fuck off. 
I, she's like, huh? Would you? And mom is like, no, she doesn't look good in yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also, yes, if my kid wants to dress like a banana, what the, what do clothes do to a person? Like, it, it breaks the toxic masculinity. Oh, God, we would not want that to happen. We know. Um, evil grandma quotes the Bible in Spanish, and I'm not sure what she says, but I'm pretty sure it's from Leviticus. <laughs> <laughs> um, she says it's probably best that she doesn't attend the wedding. And you know what? You're right. It's yep. probably best. Bye, Felicia. Um, but mom says, no, she should come. And they make Gwen sit in the audience instead of be the maid of honor. Um, and I'm like, look, I'm not a big proponent of bridezillas, but the sister could have raged and been like, you know what, grandma? It's my day. Yeah. No <laughs> joke. Um, Gwen meets a guy at the wedding. While the family discusses whether Gwen is Gwen or Eddie, and if the fact that Gwen slash Eddie is attracted to men means that she's gay or straight. And I'm like, dude, you're like, it's you're going in hard. too many circles. Just it's not let that it be. hard. <laughs> also, um, why do we have to label? Not, we don't. I know. I'm having to push my soapbox out of this room. Like, it keeps sliding back in. And I'm like, not right now. Too. Not right now. Um. The dancing gets closer between Gwen and this guy who is Joey. Um, but then he throws up over the side of the balcony because he's shammered. God, that is so hot. And then they're talking <laughs> and they're really close. And I was like, please don't kiss because I will throw up next. Like, right. Um, because you shouldn't kiss somebody who just vomited. Right. It's not hygienic. Offer them a toothbrush. <laughs> um, the guy... Is that, he's at this wedding on a date with somebody else. What the fuck? <laughs> he does. He's like, I got to go with my date now. But he asks for Gwen's phone number and then leaves with his date. <sighs> the defense attorney, meanwhile, is still a festering piece of shit. Um, he's questioning the therapist about why Gwen wouldn't just announce on the street corner every time she went outside that she was transgendered. Do you like open the door and announce? <laughs> like it's so it's the same and this is a soapbox I'm gonna get on. It's like when people demand that any sexuality that is not one hundred percent straight that you have to come out. But I've never known a single person who hey, I don't think I've known a single person who's a hundred percent straight. Let's get that out of the way first. I don't think anybody's a hundred percent straight. But B I don't know straight people who open their door every morning. They're like, I'm straight. Like, like you don't have to come out as straight because you don't have to come out as any sexuality because you are who you are. Fuck everyone else. This beer. I'm like, Ugh. And if you want to fuck everyone else, that's fine. <laughs> Do it. Do your thing. Consensually. please. Consensually. Um, the therapist. Okay. So the defense attorney the point he's getting out here is that this information that Gwen is transgendered could cause someone who doesn't know it to just erupt into violence. Oh God. I forgot that that's what I do whenever I don't know somebody's identity. Somebody comments on a YouTube video and I go so mad. I punch all in the wall every fucking time. But the therapist shuts him down real quick by saying, I was born a biological male 
should I have disclosed that to you before we started having this conversation? (laughs) And the attorney says, well, no, we're not in an intimate relationship. And she says, oh, would you kill me if we were? I love this therapist. (laughs) Uh, Now wedding guys on the stand. He says that Gwen never told him that he was, quote, biologically male in the nine months that they were together. He also credits Gwen with helping him get sober. So who's clearly the winner here? What a monster. Yeah, for real. You walk into my life and you make me better. God, I fucking hate you. (laughs) Um, We see Joey and Gwen making out under a really pretty tree that's like shedding flowers. It's very cute. Um, And he says, he tells Gwen, He's been thinking about a big heart-shaped waterbed all day long. And I was like, oh, nope, mm -mm. nope, that's not okay. (laughs) Um, It's never okay to have sex on a heart-shaped waterbed. Just FYI. (laughs) It was not okay for those things to exist, period. For real. (laughs) Those need to be canceled. Mm -hmm. He takes Gwen to meet his friends. Um, Wedding date chick is there. What a bitch this one is. Um. She says that Gwen has man hands. So fuck you, first of all. And then she and Joey leave. I just, okay. Gwen brings Baldy, Joey, to eat with the family. And it's a very nice and awkward dinner. Just like anytime you introduce someone you're dating to your family. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I still haven't introduced my family to Sarah. I want her to stick around. Just don't. (laughs) Um, Mom chastises Gwen later for not telling Joey her secret it's oh it it sucks i hate it um but gwen says she knows what she's doing mom doesn't think so though because she goes to see joey and tells him oh yeah that's not yours to tell no Mm -mm. and i was like oh mom mm -mm, pump the brakes um joey falls on the ground because because he lost his balance? I you've, I don't know. <laughs> you've never fallen on the ground because a mom came to... This whole story... I can't even... I can't even riff on this. I know. It's terrible. It sounds so, made up. Then she tells... Like, then she tells Gwen. She's like... Gwen comes home. She's all happy in a good mood. And she's like, I was right. Don't ever start a conversation with those words. <laughs> Unless it's like, I was right. We did win a million dollars on the radio today. (laughs) Um, The defense attorney is still the worst. Um, I thought for a second Joey was going to get up and punch him in the face, but he doesn't. He's just a dick. Um, Now Wedding Chick is on the stand. She introduced Gwen to the people that killed her. So thanks a lot, bitch. Um, She's a very hostile witness. Um... Back in the past, Gwen is skipping school and mom is not happy. The little brother comes home and drops the bomb that basically everyone is kicking Gwen's ass at school, including the teachers. That's not okay. If you're a teacher and you're listening to this, get your shit together. If you hit a student, quit your job. Yes. Find a new profession. Turn yourself in also. Mm-hmm. Gwen gets drunk and goes to see Joey. It doesn't go great. She tries to steal some alcohol from a convenience store, which also doesn't go great. The owner of the convenience store tries to, like, blame this biker dude, but 
he's like, I didn't do it. And then um, Gwen finally comes up and like dumps all the bottles out of her purse. She's like, it was me. I did it. I'll put them back. I'll put them back. And so she does. Um, and outside she runs and she's talking to the biker guy and she runs into wedding date chick. Um, while they're talking, one of the defendants drives up and asks if they want a party. No. They do, so they go with him. I'm like, don't do that. Mm-mm. Gwen is making out with a guy at the party, but he's getting a little too frisky, so she tries to leave while covering her erection. Um, wedding girl calls her a slut, and then she turns to the guys and is like, I know why she's so big boned. Go to hell. I just said it as gently as possible so she'd think it was a lullaby. <laughs> Mom calls her sister to say Gwen is gone. Um, the sister Angie is going to go look for her, but Gwen is just passed out on her front lawn. So she finds her pretty quickly. Um, in When she wakes her up, Gwen says she had a dream that a bird flew down and took her away. Her aunt says maybe it was an angel. And Gwen says an angel wouldn't come near me. And her aunt says... Angels are just like you. God didn't make you a girl or a boy. You're just too special. Um, back at the trial, Douchemeister Esquire is telling the wedding chick that Gwen was a convincing, sexy girl, right? I need him to stop saying the word sexy. Yeah, um, especially because Gwen this was is a, a murder trial. she died. And, and this is also a, a murder, murder trial. trial. <laughs> and those two things compounded probably don't call people sexy, especially when it's the victim. Yeah. Um, now apparently he's blaming the wedding chick for even introducing these people in the first place. This is clearly her fault. Oh man. He's gone with the logic of like, you know, when a little kid bumps into a table and breaks a lamp and then you're like, Timmy, did you break the lamp? They're like, well, no, the table broke the lamp. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's his defense strategy. Well, his defense strategy is to blame it on anybody but the people right. that he's defending. <laughs> um, wedding Chick says that the guys didn't believe her when she suggested that Gwen was male. They laughed and said she was just jealous because, quote, nobody would do something that stupid. If they did, they'd get smoked. What does that mean? I was like, I'm sorry. Did I wake up in some horrible dystopian nightmare where it's the 1940s but with modern clothing? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I do that every day now. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's another guy on the stand. Um, he was there when the murder happened, but he's not the he's not one of the ones on trial. He cut a deal. He says when the rumors started, they just decided to quote, find out. What is look, Hardy boy, take a seat. <laughs> um, Jesus. This is not like an after school mystery. Jesus. Um Wedding chick calls to invite Gwen out. Gwen is grounded for passing out on her aunt's front lawn. <laughs> but the wedding girl says that Joey's going to be there and Joey really wants to see Gwen. So she says she'll try to go. This is the worst. I hate it. <sighs> the upstanding young perpetrators of this crime are standing around talking about how a girl's feet just couldn't be that big. I'm vibrating with rage. like. And as someone whose father still calls her Bugs Bunny feet, I am offended. <laughs> I'm like, so sorry. You. <laughs> I'm sorry that happened to you. They start fighting and calling each other delightful things that I will not repeat. 
um, mom comes home and sister's there with her new baby. And she says, oh, I got all this makeup at the drugstore. Maybe Gwen could give you like a full makeover so you can feel like foxy again. I'm like, foxy? What is this? This is um, a 40s dystopian. <laughs> um, but Gwen is gone and she's left her phone at home. I don't like that. She's at Lisa's house picking out clothes to wear to this party. Um, she goes to the quote party and it's too quiet and Joey's not there. So immediately I'm like, get out. Get yeah. out, get out, get out, get out. Yep, run. The guys all surround her, and she sees the red flags waving, and she tries to leave, but the wedding chick blocks the door. Things start to get heated, and one of the guys says, hey, we're going to keep this civilized, all right? And I'm like, dude, you crossed civility like a long way back. Turn around. Um, he throws her into a bedroom, and then takes off her pants while she begs him not no, to. No, don't do that. All the guys freak out and Gwen tries to run and she almost makes it up the stairs, but one of the guys chases her and catches her. They drag her downstairs while she screams for help and they call her more names. Mm -hmm. They start to beat her up while the wedding chick just sits in the corner and cries. And I'm like, dude, stop. Um, they hit her with something and a trickle of blood slides down her face and she whispers, I have a family. And that's it. It was really bad. That's... I'm sorry. I'm going to keep it together. I swear. You're actively not keeping it together. I know. It's... <laughs> oh, that poor baby. Yeah. The defense attorney is going after the guy on the stand for cutting a deal. This little fucker is so flippant. He's the worst. Um, we see Gwen pre-transition as a child. Um, her mom is chasing her. And then she morphs into an adult. And she's running through the woods. And then she morphs back into a child. And she runs away. She stops in front of a big light. But it goes out. And I don't know what on earth it was supposed to be. But it's our lifetime edit of the week. Because it was insane. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening? They um, tried really hard to make it an art film for just a second. Yeah. I guess it was the mom's dream because the next thing is her waking up to Gwen's phone ringing. She calls the number back and it's Lisa looking for Gwen. Um, mom tracks down Joey and grills him about where they were. He says he can't help her, but she appeals to his sensibilities over at the murderer's house. I've never seen three sloppy, gross, teenage, early 20s guys cleaning so much in my whole life. Well. Um, there's a knock on the door, and it's Joey looking for Gwen. They say they haven't seen Gwen, but Joey finds her shoe outside. Mm. Um, the police are saying they can't file a missing person re report for 48 hours. The cop is very confused about how to fill out this super complicated police paperwork under the uh, situation that they're in. Like, does he check male or female? What? How, how do we find this person? How do oh, I fill out no. this form so we can find this person? Oh, no. This form is the make or break situation. Mm -hmm. He tells him to come back in 24 hours. As they're leaving the police station, Joey is coming into the police station with Gwen shoe. The family is gathered at their home, and even the evil grandma is concerned at this point. Um, 
The uncle comes into the living room and sees a police car driving down the street and everything slows down. Then it speeds back up and mom looks up from her coffee out the window to see the police car and everything slows down again. Um, the policeman has a priest with him. So they're there to tell them. Yeah. 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 Um, now mom is on the stand. She says she had dreams when, that Gwen was a girl the whole time she was pregnant so much that she had a name picked out. Although the name she had picked out was Amber Rose. And I'm like, mm, bet you're glad you didn't use that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, the funeral home priest is also a real sweetheart and says to Gwen's mother that it might be better for the family, quote, under the circumstances, if they had a closed casket. It might be better for you if you seriously go fuck yourself. I was like, she is the family. Why don't you take a seat, sir? He says that there will likely be protests and people, quote, from the Bay Area dress flamboyantly. And I was like, if this wasn't a funeral, this party would be lit. <laughs> um, the priest says he feels like he's in over his head. And the mom says, quote, Gwen was over her head since the moment she was born. You can handle it for a couple of hours. Um. Someone vandalizes Poppy's hair shop. And like, who has time for this shit? Do you like who has time for this? No, no. I don't have time to like it's, be an asshole person. I have like a job and like other things to do. It's all canceled. Um, the little brother goes to the dress shop to buy Gwen a new pair of boobs. And he pays for it in change. It's $75. It was so sweet. I um, People are protesting the funeral. I, I don't understand this. Like, Mom says if the family doesn't want to go to the funeral, looking at you, Grandma, they don't have to. But Poppy says, nope, we're all going. So they go. They walk outside, and actually at this point, I paused so I could write a note in here. And I paused on a child wearing a t-shirt that says, God hates fags. A child. Do, do not, a young child. Do not involve children in your hate speech. What? I, I, no. I don't... I, I have no words for that. I don't understand it at all. Do not involve children in your hate speech. If, if the words you have to say is hate, if that must come out of your mouth to explain a situation, do not involve a child in that. Yeah. The guy from the convenience store comes rushing up and I was like, oh, no. But he tells the mom that he met Gwen once and she seemed like a really nice kid. He's part of a biker group and they came, the whole biker group came to escort them to their car to the church for the funeral. So it's like these two white limousines surrounded by big old biker dudes. It was kind of amazing. God bless them. But the whole time they're driving this super creepy music plays and I'm like, is everyone going to die now? Yeah, that would I don't be, like no, that. That's not good. I don't like that. <laughs> um, there are more picket signs at the funeral, but they're mostly supportive ones. Um, there's a lot of um, 
people in drag and it, it, it was really nice. I, I mean, for, for a horrible thing, right. You know, um, the mom speaks and says that Gwen wasn't always accepted, but she was always patient and she lived more in her life than a lot of the rest of them have in theirs. The defense attorney has a quote he would like to read. I did not catch the entire thing, but the first it's the, it's a pretty famous quote. I don't know the whole thing though, but it's the moving hand rights and having rep moves on. Okay. Um, he says this is a terrible crime and nobody disagrees with that. And the perpetrators would take it back if they could. And the prosecutor's like, is this a question? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he then says, he then asks mom if she was afraid for Gwen living her life. And the mom says, yes, of course she was. And then he asks this question for real. He says th these words to the mother of a murder victim. Can we really blame these boys for the murder or should we blame the society in which they were raised? No, 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 no. Okay. I was like, ooh, 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 me, me. Ooh. I know this one. I know it. I know it. I know it. <laughs> oh, my God. I just saw red. Like. Yeah. So she says, shame on you. And she says she blames the perpetrators of this crime, the murderers, not society. And so fuck him very much. So she gets up off the stand and walks out of the courtroom to a slow clap. Very good. Yes. Very good. It's over. The ending Chiron says after two trials, Michael Magdison, I don't know, and Joe's Jose Maggotson. Mar it's pronounced whatever. like Magetson. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And Jose Merrill were convicted of second degree murder. Jaron Neighbors pleaded guilty to manslaughter and Jason Cazares pled no contest to voluntary manslaughter. None of them were convicted of hate crimes. We end with pre-transition trial Gwen, pre-transition child Gwen dressing up in that very first dress from Poppy's birthday party while my heart shatters into a million pieces on the floor. And finally it says Sylvia Guerrero continues to advocate for the rights of all transgender people. And that is oh that. God. Everything is terrible. Humans are garbage. The end. Okay. So, um, this week life kind of caved in on me mm -hmm. and I needed some help with this particular case. So I yes. want to start out with a shout out to our wonderful research assistant, Fran. Fran, we and love you. She, the light that I am going to shine this week is on her because I don't know a single human being who will drop everything to help somebody the way Fran does. And so this week I could not have made it through without her. Um, so I want to start with thank you and that, and to say that technically my sources are Fran, but <laughs> she, she did, um, she didn't just write my notes for me. Like I just write a narrative and stick links in it. She wrote it out and then put it in like MLA format, her citations. Like there's a works cited page. Like... Fran, we'll get your grade up in the system as soon as possible. <laughs> um, I did also, but I'm thinking it's going to be a plus plus. <laughs> I did also read the, um, 
fa- uh, the Wikipedia. I almost said the Facebook article. <laughs> the the <laughs> Wikipedia at, article. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> right about this. And I listened to an episode of a podcast called Misconduct. It's a true crime mm-hmm. podcast. Cool. And she did a really good job at talking about this case and being very sensitive about this case. So shout this out to her. Case is horrible yes and i cannot believe that human beings act this way over something so minor in the grand scheme of things yes absolutely i just don't i don't understand people that just hate other people because of their gender or the color of their skin or who they love i don't get it and i never i'm lucky enough that i won't ever have to because I'm a straight white lady. Yeah. So I don't have to walk out of my door every day and be like, I'm a straight white chick. Right. Because nobody cares. So Fran started her notes um, the same way I would have actually with a lot of research, like statistics. Mm-hmm. And so I... Oh, awesome. I, I was hoping that we would get this, but I know you were busy, so... I, uh, I am grateful for that, but mm-hmm. I will share these statistics the average life expectancy for a transgender woman of color, such as Gwen, is 31 years old. That is atrocious. Everyone in, everyone in America, everyone in the world should be ashamed of themselves that that is even a thing. They are at a high suicide risk, a high hate crime risk, which we are very aware of thanks to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. They're also less likely to be employed, granted medical care, and as a result, have a higher rate of being forced into survival work or sex work. 44% of um, trans respondents in a study said that they self-harm. 38% report that self uh, reported self-harming in the past and 6% still currently self-harm. 78% of trans respondents said they had thought about ending their life. 63% of respondents said they had thought about attempting suicide in the last year. 40% of respondents said they had attempted suicide in their life. 12% had attempted once. 22% attempted two to five times and 6% attempted more than five times. That is unacceptable. You're running down a list of reasons why these people do not have a long life. Expect- and this is transgender women, right? So I'll say women. Transgender women of color. Okay. So these women don't have a long life expectancy. These are all preventable things. Yeah. This isn't like they just spontaneously drop dead and we don't know why. Like, these are all things that can be prevented. It's unacceptable that we live in a society that accepts this kind of stuff. Yep. 81% of respondents thought about or attempted suicide before transition. Like, they they considered it more before transition. Right. For many people, the process of coming out or medical transition brought significant relief. One mm-hmm. respondent was quoted to say, I couldn't live anymore as Mel. However, that changed during... During and post-transition, I love life and I love being able to enjoy it. Yay. 
In 2018, there was a record-breaking 26 reported fatal acts of violence against the trans community. So, hate crimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's call those what they are. There's an hate a- crimes. There's an asterisk here. Let me see if she gave me a key for that. Nope. Don't know what that asterisk means. I'm going to do it for her. It says it means hate crimes. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> Um, an average of 28 to 52 percent of transgender de- teens have attempted suicide. They are four times more likely to attempt than their cisgender peers. Eighty percent have heavily considered it. News reported at an alarmingly high rate. There, <laughs> then she says, "There's a super cool woman named Janet Mock." Who experienced Mm -hmm. this? She is now the author of the book Redefining Realness and a transgender activist. And unfortunately, that's not who we're talking about today. No. We are talking about Gwen Amber Rose Arujo, who was born February 24th, 1985. Oh, she took the name her mom wanted for her. That's so sweet. Oh. and she died. Sorry, I'm just going to goof and like no, cry through this whole thing. No. So. And she died October 3rd, 2002. She was born Edward Arujo Jr. after her father, but chose the name Gwen after Gwen Stefani. Uh, <gasps> oh, it circles back. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So I didn't know if you knew that. So when you said no. that there was a Gwen Stefani song, that's that was her icon. Guys, I love that. Um, so she came out as transgender at 14 and began transitioning, um, began hormonal transition, I think, at 16. Um, See, they never cover the hormonal transition part in the movie. They stick very surface level with the transition. Right. So I'm really, I'm kind of interested about how far along she was in that. Like, um, Well, process. she... In fact, I think she was, it was uh, either the end of 15, beginning of 16, because she did it while she was in school. She started hormone reassignment therapy mm-hmm. um, and she left her school because of the heavy, heavy ridicule she was undergoing. So she enrolled in another school, which wound up to be awful, also an awful fit. So she dropped out of that school as well. Um, she began applying for jobs since she wasn't going to school. And the reason that they listed as not offering her jobs, because you can't just outright say we didn't give you a job because you're trans. So the not anymore. Right. We're we're getting back there. We're on our way back to that. They're still finding reasons, though. Oh, I know. But we're about we're like we're back. So like we can just say. Yeah, I'm not giving you this job because you're trans yeah. or you're gay or your, yeah. you know, hair is brown or whatever. Right. So the reason that they give is um, that her the name on her application doesn't match the name on her driver's license because she applies under her chosen name and her driver's license is still under her given name. How about? fuck off yeah Mm -hmm. yes so um when she was 17 she started um hanging around a group of friends she claimed to be 19 years old she also had oh baby no she also had a couple of other names that she went by in certain Mm -hmm. situations um and i do not know the reason 
Um, I, if I had to guess, I would say it was, um, for protective purposes, like, you know, when you are in a crappy situation or like, you don't want people to be able to track you down. So you're like, hi, I'm Tiffany. Like, like the name I give with my fake number when creepy guys hit on me. Yes, exactly that. Hmm. Hi, I'm Bridget. Yeah. Nice to meet you. So, um, the names that she went by in those situations were Wendy and Lita. And so, um, when she met this group of friends, she went by Lita Mm -hmm. and she first started hanging out with them in, um, either late August or early September, 2002. The friends were Michael Maggotson, Jose Morel, the maggot. Yep. Jaron neighbors and Jason Cesares. Those guys are not her friends. Nope. That's all. The night they met, um, the night that they met her, she flirted with all four men and they smoked together and just kind of had a chill night. But after she left, Jared neighbors asked, could this be a dude? And in their, like in the trial, they were like, all the men agreed that none of them took that seriously, that that was just said in jest because she had big hands that they'd pointed out and she was so chill. And like, no, everyone could agree that that statement, while you and I can see that that is real awful, they were like, no, man, we were just joking. Like, you're so chill. You're not crazy like those other bitches be. Ugh, I um, hate it. Later, she um, engaged in oral sex with Maggotson and had. Um, and also had sexual relations with uh, Jose Morel, um, but they did not have vaginal sex because she said she was menstruating. Sure. So um, she, in fact, would like push his hands away so that he could not, for whatever reason, you know, like mm-hmm. all all the records kind of tried to assume why she would do it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's fine to assume, except that we weren't in her head and we'll never right. get the opportunity to know. Yeah. Um, so uh, then, um, Jose Morel, ha- his older Maybe brother. Maybe she just didn't like you. Huh? Right. How about that? Um, Maybe she thought you were an asshole. I don't know. I don't know why she would think that. Right. You're such a nice guy. <laughs> so Nicole Brown was dating Jose Morel's older brother. And over the course of Nicole Brown Simpson, is this tied to OJ? Right. <laughs> over the crossover. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to make a joke or I will. Just... Over the course of this quote friendship, I use that term not at all what it means. For real. Fuck everybody. Yes. Um she challenged Gwen to a strip off and things got ugly. And so Nicole started talking shit and Gwen knocked her the fuck out. Like, nice. So, um, I'm not mad about that at all. No. So then the quote was the guys quote were tripping because she was smaller than me and just as strong. She fought like a guy. So then the foreman reopened the debate about whether or not Gwen was a man. So let me explain something to you. Sorry. Um, 
she was not a man. Nope. So I'm. We both get that. Yep. Okay. Just so long as we're both clear. I'm clear. I'm clear. Um. Very ragey, but I'm clear. Yes. So the um the rumors kept abounding as to as rumors are wont to do right as to Gwen's gender and um one night how about it's none of your business right how about that yes that right there um so one night they were all drinking together at a house party um and um they uh Jose Morel um who they were at his older brother's house that, you know, Nicole was dating the older brother. And so everybody's there. Gang's all here. Um, said, didn't we just punch Nicole in the face? Can she go away for a minute? Right. So Jose Morel said, I swear if it's a fucking man, I'm going to kill him. It's a man. She ain't never going to, she ain't going to leave here. That sounds an awful lot like premeditation. Uh huh. So that's when, and this is where that podcast I just mentioned made a really good point that I want to just make sure I also uh, bring up. That's when one of the men who had sex with um, Gwen said something along the lines of, it's going to make me gay if I had sex with him and I can't have sex. I can't be gay. And that's not how it works. I- no. If Mm-mm. nope. Um, I, I'm very confused. <laughs> I'm so angry. I can't about even get what 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 exactly? What? So what? So what? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not how it works. What? <laughs> so the men invited or Gwen came over to hang out with the men and being the um the geniuses that they have proven to be to this point criminal masterminds let me tell you um they decided to devise a plan a foolproof plan to determine the gender identity of Gwen um one of the men put their hands on her neck and threatened to strangle her if she didn't um drop her pants right there and that's this plan doesn't sound all that foolproof <laughs> you know it doesn't you're right there's some like gaping as nathan would say chasms <laughs> chasms that's right so in this plan <laughs> then um they picked her up or they stood her up and they said well then why don't you go into the bathroom with Jose, who was the one that's afraid he was going to be gay, um, go into the bathroom with Jose and let him grope you, and then he'll tell us if you're a man. If you're afraid to be gay, Jose, let me tell you a little secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Gwen tried to take that opportunity to leave. She said she would do it, but she wanted to go out and have a cigarette first. And Everyone there could agree that that she was going to bolt. And so they picked her up and threw her into the bathroom with Jose. More chasms. More chasms. Um, 
And when they asked how things were going, Jose came out and said that he, uh, rather that Gwen would not let him touch her. So he, cause I mean, this sounds like the ideal romantic situation, right? I'm turned on. <laughs> God. So they sent Nicole in. And Nicole is like, let a woman get to the bottom of this. And she... Normally I'm on board with this plan, but you're also canceled, Nicole. Go. <laughs> so she comes running out. out pretty immediately after screaming, oh my fucking God, it's a dude. I can't deal with this. Nobody asked you to deal with this. You brought this upon yourself. <laughs> I mean, you like literally volunteered to deal with this. So that's when they started to attack Gwen. Nope. I don't like that. Uh, neither do I. I've, everyone is canceled at this point. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, so... Let me catch up to where I was there. Um, oh, so that's when Nicole basically told them that they need to let her go. She was like, just let, she said, just let him go and we'll, and you know, and we'll act like this didn't happen. Um, so for half a millisecond, Nicole was like almost a person. Almost. Almost. Um, and so. Jose, when they found out that um, Gwen had a was biologically male, he started to cry and then threw up. He cried. He cried and threw up, and then said, because "I this can't is traumatizing be, for him. I can't be fucking gay." That's I mean newsflash. So you might be gay. So. I've had this conversation before where some, a couple of, especially like students who are trying to understand their own identity have asked me if they were gay. And the questions I ask them are, well, do you want to marry somebody of the same gender? Right. Or, I mean, just varying degrees of and so the well, spectrum. That's, that's where yeah. we start out. Because I talk about homoromanticism versus homosexuality. Mm-hmm. I right. get a little bit more, um, I would be more, uh, I guess, less sugar-coated with an adult than with a kid. Because mm-hmm. the other thing I don't want is for a kid to go home and be like, Mr. Adams says that I'm gay, you know? like. <laughs> um, well, but because once he knows, he has to exit you, the room and announce it. Right. Every time like the, he like the attorney says, anytime he he enters a new room or the outside, he has to announce it. Right. So Jose, if you're listening, my dude, stop. I don't want your numbers. <laughs> I don't. It's not for you. This is not for you. But also, unless you want to have sex with a man or marry a man, I think you're okay. Yeah, I think so. And if you want to have sex with a man or marry a man, you're also you're, okay. You're, you're still okay. You're a human being. Congratulations. You're a shitty one, but you're a human being. <sighs> All right. So this is when I just, I can't, I'm trying to skirt around the entire next part and I just can't. So we're going to blow through it. 
just so do it. That's when um they pick Gwen up, they throw her around, they pull yep. off her skirt and underwear. Don't do that. Um, then they punch her in the face and knock her to the ground and put her in a chokehold. And that's when she begs us begs and says, No, please stop. I have a family. Jose becomes angry and strikes her in the head with a like a, a tin of canned food. Um and gouges her head open with it. And then he hits her in the head with a frying pan. No. Mm-hmm. And the last words that he heard her say where I told you I was sorry. How is this not a hate crime? I just, I really need to know. I really need to know how somebody looked at this and said, not a hate crime. Mm -hmm. Then neighbors and Cesaris left in Maggotson's truck to get shovels and a pickaxe and they they just kept going on about how they were going to quote kill that bitch they um wait so now they've gone to like a secondary location to get more mm -hmm. and then they're gonna I'm going to throw this computer out the window. At this point, Gwen is still conscious and she's sitting on the couch but can't move. Oh, baby. So. um, No. One of the Morrell brothers, Jose or Paul, I don't don't remember which one, was afraid she was going to bleed on the couch. I fucking swear to God. Pulled her off the couch. No. Um. That's when neighbors and Cesaris told the others there to knock the bitch out. And Maggotson need her in the head against the living room wall. Nope. Neighbors testified that the assault was so severe it left a dent in the wall and cracked the plaster. Holy shit. Okay. And Jose was working furiously to clean her blood off the couch and carpet before going into his room so others couldn't see him cry. She was then... Because he might be gay? Yep. I mean, this has all been really hard on Jose. I really (sighs) sympathize with him. No. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. What a fucker. Um... They they then hogtied Gwen. No. And um struck her in the head with a shovel. She's still alive? And then used a rope around her neck to strangle her to death. And her cause of death was strangulation and blunt force trauma with a frying pan, a shovel, and a soup can. They loaded her body up and they drove her out into the Sierra Nevada foothills and dumped Mm -hmm. her body. They buried her in a shallow grave. 
Um, and I mean, fuck this so much. The crime went unreported for two weeks until someone oh called it into the cops after uh, Jaron. I think it was Jaron Neighbors. I've gone blank on their names, like on their first names. Um, yeah, Jaron Neighbors um, told a friend what had happened, and that friend called the police. Um, so the trial resulted in a documentary called Trained in the Ways of Men in 2007. Oh, I'm going to have to watch that. Well, our research assistant says, any of you, if any of you can find it, please give me a call. So that's what she was talking about. I remember now. Yeah. That looks very interesting. Or that sounds very interesting. I, I would be interested to watch that. Um, so... This case resulted in what is now known as the famous gay panic defense. And yes, that is a defense that... Oh God, I know, but I almost passed out. uh Uh-huh. You um, actually turn into the embodiment of Jose and fear so badly that you are now gay that you have to kill someone explode with rage i mean it's happened to me three times at least it's like the hulk every every time i see ryan reynolds i go into gay panic you turn green and like your your shirt flies off and then i'm like oh how did that happen ryan (laughs) (sighs) what the actual fuck you guys what are we doing yeah I would. Why do you care so much? Uh, I, I know everyone who's listening gets it. At this point, oh, yeah. the people who don't get it stop listening to us. You're for sure. I'm Just well aware. Hit the stop uh, button. <laughs> unsubscribe. Just, it's only going to get worse. Election season's coming up. You've been warned. <laughs> um, but I would just like to point out that women who are abused by their husbands and retaliate go to jail but gay panic is a defense for straight white men and in this case hispanic men but straight men straight men that's not okay that toxic masculinity we gotta protect it at all costs okay men accuse women and effeminate men gay men whatever of being like fragile and quote pussies or whatever we're the ones taking it from you assholes so shut the fuck up and sit down not to mention women are being criticized for being too emotional but there's a gay panic defense strategy where you just explode into the hulk and kill someone (laughs) i have no words just wild gesticulations with my hands please um this quote that that she left says in 2018, Senator Edward Markey and Representative Joseph Kennedy III introduced two bills, respectively, which would ban the gay and trans defense panic at the national level. So there's the good news. Yay. Oh, it's only taken how many years? Both bills Eight died million? in committee. <sighs> oh, so we're not there yet. In June, I wonder why. In June 2019, so like this week, 
The bill was reintroduced in Congress to amend Title 18 of the United States Code in order to ban the use of gay panic and trans panic defenses in the cases of murder, assault, and other violent crimes. So at least people are trying to counteract that. I mean, it's it's taken far too long. Yes, it is. But there's somebody who cares. Thank God. <laughs> um, this is the defense that... Like, in this case, it was defense that Gwen provoked the attack by seducing them under false pretenses. In using this defense, Morell and Magidson were convicted of second-degree murder and the acquittal of the hate crime charge. Nope, nope. Also, it sounds oddly like the old, oh, but what was she wearing? Nope, yeah. It's the she-asked-for-it defense. yeah. Yeah. In 2006, it was petitioned to have the Gwen Arujo Justice for Victims Act. This would entail that the judge is to instruct the jurors not to consider any anti-LGBTQ biases that they may have during deliberations. Or, you know, like, use your brain. Never. Use some common sense. Like Just never, never have biases at all like, about that kind of thing. Dear jurors. Just be a human being and live in harmony with other human beings and accept them for who they are because their private life is none of your goddamn business. And I am going to use this opportunity right now to say that you can be a Christian and you can love members of the trans community of the LGBT community, of the Muslim, Islamic faith, of any faith. You can love anybody. It's literally like an instruction in the Bible. It, it, yeah. it says it in there to love everyone. Like if you're following the Bible as your code, as I do, it Jesus it gave us there. two rules <laughs> and one of them is love each other as I have loved you. Yeah. That's I a mean, big one. That's one it's of a them. a big one. Mm-hmm. So, a big one. I'm not like... You know, I have complicated relationship with religion, but one of the most inspiring things I've seen from Pride this year, and I don't know if it happened last year. It could have happened in years past and maybe not gotten as much attention, but there are um, Christian people at the Pride Parade this year apologizing for being hateful people. And I find that a step in the right direction. Yes. Yeah. A small step, but it's a step. Now the Pope ruined that and we'll get there, but... You run that today, and we'll get there in a second. Oh, but- I didn't know about that. I usually like this quote. <sighs> I know, me too. Oh, no. So, um, at the first trial, there was a hung jury. So, they got a second trial, and that's where they were convicted. Jaron Neighbors pleaded guilty, and he testified at the trial that um, Gwen had consensual sex with at least three of them before it was revealed that she was born biologically male. So are we like throwing the slut defense on top of this? Yeah. Or... Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just like the the all in one defense strategy. And got uh, it. Yeah. And Jason Cesaris, I think it's actually pronounced Cazares, and that's stupider. I don't give a fuck how he pronounces his name. Uh, pleaded no contest and served time for manslaughter. And he and Jaron Neighbors have both been released already. Um. So these people are just walking around outside. So, 
This, With you and me, they're just walking around. This quote left by our lovely research assistant in parentheses says, not sure if I should leave that there, but I wanted you to have everything that was said. So here you are. Transphobia with a side of slut shaming misogyny coming right up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Magazine pleaded guilty. It's like, I don't know how to defend these people. So we're just going to pile everything on top and go with that. Magnuson Magnuson pleaded guilty, showed no remorse, and as a result, came out with a lifetime sentence in this case. He can't show remorse, or then he might be gay. Right. The max sentence was 15 years to life, and since he was shown to have never show remorse, he was paroled last year. Ew! Uh I hate that. Yeah! And Morel, like I just want to point out this: these people chose to go to jail, prison, for murdering someone instead of just being like, "Oh, I'm not cool with this. Let's not be friends or yeah, fool around anymore." Yeah. So instead of saying like, "Hey, that's," they're like, "I'm so not gay. I'm gonna go to jail." Yeah. What? Uh huh. Yep. So, uh, Morel has also, Jose Morel has also been released. Um, and Sylvia Guerrero, Gwen's mother, um, made a statement of forgiveness and, um, said that he can now empathize with her pain because his daughter died while he was in prison. So. There's a lot of for the daughter. Yeah. There's a lot of healing that needs to be done in this case. For sure. And a lot of um, vigilante justice, but I can't espouse those beliefs. Dexter's a real person. (laughs) I like that you looked around like he was in the house with you. Like you were just going to snap. Dexter. Garcon. (laughs) Hey, Dexy, we got some people. Dex. Oh my God. So, oh, that's... I have an order to put in. <laughs> um, one of my dogs is snoring in here. Like I put her to Sorry. sleep. <laughs> so, um, th- we're going to talk for a little bit about Sylvia Guerrero, who did prove yes. eventually to be the best mom ever. Queen. She did have trouble accepting Gwen at first, but she did grow to accept her for who she was. Um, I know you're going to be shocked by this next bullet point, Mm. but after this, she was diagnosed with severe PTSD. I can't imagine why. Why though? It's all very chill. She, um, she was working as a legal secretary at the time she'd lost her job. Um, she now lives with her other two children after they lived in her car for years. Once their money ran out. Oh, she has a an active GoFundMe page, and well, let's go fund her. Yes, um, you can find her Facebook again. Her name is Sylvia Guerrero, and her GoFundMe is linked there. Um, and if I remember, I will link it in our show notes on our blog. I will try to remember to remind you. Um, and she swears that she will quote not stop fighting for her daughter until people stop dying for who they are. And she remains an outspoken activist to this day. 
I think every person as an activist, even if you have not known a victim of one of these horrible crimes, should not stop fighting for their rights until they're accepted for who they are, because that's your job as an activist. I'm just saying that we as people should all do better. Yes. We should all be fighting for everyone to have their equal rights. It's not, this is atrocious that we allow this to go on in society and we just dust it off. It's like, Oh, she yep. was asking for it. Um, I did want to give lifetime a couple of kudos on this movie. Okay. They did a, they did a pretty good job with it. I did. My favorite part was that they never named the perpetrators of this crime until the very end when they discussed their sentences in the Chiron, they were never named. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I like that. Um, Because guess what? You don't need any attention. Yep. If you get too much attention, you might be gay. So (laughs) it's going to leave you alone. Um, Before we move on to our lifetime movies of the week, um, I just want to leave everybody with a Dr. Seuss quote that people are people, no matter how small. small. And also I just want to say, sometimes I do a drink pairing and I don't have a drink pairing this week. It's pride month. Go to your local pride events. Um, I'm a mom. So I like, um, I've always wanted to do like the free mom hugs. Uh huh. I think that would be super fun. Um, go to your local Pride events. Be an activist. Be an advocate. Be a friend. Be just be a person and do what you can for these other people the f- that deserve just as much as you do. The first thing you can do is show love. There are many mm-hmm. things you can do after that. But the first thing you can do is show love. Yeah. And then donate. Just do whatever you can because everybody deserves to have a life. Nobody's life expectancy should be 31 years because of things that are a hundred percent preventable. Absolutely. Like i.e. the actions of other human beings. Keep your hands to yourself. You need to kill anybody. And I know, okay. I know we're preaching to the <laughs> choir. I know we are, well, we are, but we still need to say these things. It's important. Be an advocate. Just be an advocate. Just, do it. <laughs> okay. I'm saving mine beca- for last because I have a really good case of the week. Okay. Well, I don't have a case of the week, but I do have a couple of headlines that I want to read. One of them. Today, the Vatican, quote, issues document saying people can't choose their gender. Um, first of all, I respectfully agree because I don't think anybody chooses their gender. Right. So good for you, but also I think it's coming from the wrong side of that argument. So maybe take a look at yourself in the mirror. Is it? Did you read the article? I assume yeah, you did. But nope. Oh, okay. It's from CBS News. It was posted on um, another podcast page. And okay, I'm hoping I'm they making... read the article because this Pope. I'm not saying he's perfect, but I'm saying he has been very good. Hold on, I'll read it while you're telling me your case. But I also have another headline. And it's just ridiculous because we need a little bit of funny today. Okay. Uh, Justin Bieber has challenged Tom Cruise to an MMA fight. I will will pay several dollars to watch this. (laughs) So will I. 
Oh my god. I just think that's so freaking hysterical. If this happens, no, I'm not kidding. If this happens, I'm clearing my schedule and driving to your house. We will pay-per-view that shit. Yes, we will <laughs> we will go live on Facebook watching that. These are the kind of things that I need in my life right now because the world is a dark, dark place. <laughs> and I need to see Justin Bieber and Tom Cruise punch each other. I'm assuming it'll be a slap fight, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so. And that's me. Um, I have two stories about my mom. I will save one. But I'm going to ask you to pick, would you rather body in a freezer or angel of mercy (gasps) body in a freezer okay so did you ever watch the movie bernie with jack black no okay i recommend you watch it because it is a true crime the the movie is hilarious and it's a texas crime so quick rundown of this crime um there was a woman named miss nugent who had a um a man who lived with her like a um oh i forget there's a term but he lived with her and he took care of her affairs and um he would like go shopping for her she was a recluse and she was pretty wealthy and you should not have made me read this article sorry okay sorry uh anyway i have more rage (laughs) so she was this kind of violent loud aggressive woman and after she like abused him over and over verbal i think it was just verbal abuse for the most part he snapped and shot her several times and then panicked and hid her body in a freezer i mean Um, that's why you buy those deep freezes right that's what they're for so then um the trial was so sensational sensationalized and everyone loved bernie in the area he was the nicest human being that like they had to relocate the trial so that it wouldn't be people who hated her and loved him on the jury it was sensational yep and um i mean it just the the whole movie is hilarious and it's well done but um so my mom told me about this case when i was little i was probably in the sixth i mean maybe i was in eighth grade i was young so she told me about this case because miss nugent had been a a customer of hers mom knew her and knew bernie very well so my mom used to have a job where she went door-to-door selling steaks like a mary Kay lady but better because it's steak Steak. (laughs) (laughs) but so she actually always packed that freezer where Miss Nugent's body was found. And so, uh huh. I have a question. Yes. Did she ever put stuff in the freezer while the body was in there? Unsure. None of us are sure. I need more information. So, um, my mom calls me when I'm in college and she goes, Paul, did you hear they're making a movie about Miss Nugent? And I went, Mother, who the hell is Miss Nugent? Because at this point, I have forgotten this whole story, right? And she was like, Don't slept since then. She goes, The lady in the freezer, Paul, keep up. (laughs) And I was like, What? And I was like, Is it a documentary? Like, I'm going to watch this. She was like, No, it's a comedy. They cast Jack Black. And so she's telling me this whole story. And then my mother, being the human being who gave birth to me, she goes, I heard they cast Sandra Bullock to play me. 
good old Sandy D. <laughs> so I want this movie where Sandra Bullock is my mother. Selling um, steak store door and like door. all the true crimes that happen yeah, in the news. Exactly. But then, so when we went to watch Birdie, there's a scene where the, um, Miss Nugent's daughter is on the stand at the trial and she goes, and we found my mama and she was covered in meat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we all lost it on a spiritual level because my mother was their steak salesman. <laughs> so i mean i just want to point out that means the steaks were not getting eaten and so i'm very concerned about what happened to (laughs) but yeah the woman was dead for like six months before anyone even realized that she was gone like she didn't talk to her family they were like that bitch is on vacation thank god yeah (laughs) and when bernie had access to her money he did nice things for everybody he like i know people who were in a choir with him and he funded the whole choir to go to europe to do a concert tour like Like he was such a nice guy he's still alive but um just so funny but my mother i will never forget walking campus one day and my mother going they cast sandra bullock to play me i love that she's sandra bullock yep bullock all right let me bring it down a little bit with this article since you made me read my source the new document dismisses a scientifically accepted idea that gender identity is fluid as quote, nothing more than a confused concept of freedom in the realm of feelings and wants. He calls the current thinking an attempt to annihilate the concept of nature. The congregation for Catholic education insisted that biology decides what is quote, constitutive of human identity and calls for the reaffirming of, quote, the metaphysical roots of sexual difference. Efforts to go beyond the constituent male-female sexual difference, such as the ideas of intersex or transgender, lead to a masculinity or femininity that is ambiguous. So fuck all the way off with that. Um... The end. Can we as a I'm not reading anymore? Can we as a world That's just garbage. redefine or maybe get rid of the terms masculinity and femininity? They don't contribute anything to our verbiage at this point. No. You're just a person. People are people, no matter how small. Look, I'm a person that likes flowers and cookies and baking and shit, but I will also cut a bitch, so... I mean, me too. <laughs> Are we the same person? <laughs> I, I, well, I think that's the whole premise this podcast is based on. I think so. I We're just talking into a vacuum for two this hours every week. This is a really long episode. I'm so sorry. But it's also, not that bad, actually. It's important, so... Yep. Buckle right. up, buttercup. This is the worst. Okay. Um... So you want me to I tell you something you, good? Yes, tell me something good. Next week is Princess Diana. I get to watch a movie. Yeah, I'm so excited for you to tell me things. I am too. I, I'm excited to expound upon all of my knowledge 
of the royal family that has not come in handy at all, not even once until now. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, shout out and thank you to everybody who reminded us what Homeward Bound is. <laughs> <laughs> I I loved it. Like, home. So many. My little brother just texted me out of the blue. He hasn't texted me in weeks, and all he sent me was just the like movie cover to Homeward Bound. <laughs> Look, the information, it's the stuff we need to know, so I appreciate it. Yes. Um, speaking of everyone who let us know, um, make sure you can find us on Instagram at Lifetime Sentence mm-hmm. and on Twitter at Life Sentence Pod. Yes. Donate on our Patreon. We just started season two of Big Little Lies. I'm so excited. You're not so much. It's going to be real fun. Um, Patreon.com backslash Lifetime Sentence. Um, and then email us at lifetime sentence podcast at gmail.com. And I never remember our blog address, so I don't know why you always pass that over to me. Go. I don't. I was going to pick it back up. <laughs> you can find show notes and links at our website at lifetime sentence pod.com. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash lifetime sentence. That too. So we'll do this next week. And it's my turn. I know. We'll I'm so facts. excited. Me And surprise news for everybody, you and I are going to be in the same room next month, (gasps) and we'll get to record this podcast together in person. I'm so excited, and also, how are we going to do that? But we can talk about that offline. (laughs) Yes, we'll figure it out. Okay, cool, cool. All right, well, you have a good night. I will talk to you later. Let's hope both of our weeks pick up, because today was not a good start. Absolutely. I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. This has been Lifetime Sentence, where the truth really is stranger than fiction. Thanks for listening.